I, she already told me. She asked me beforehand. She has a like an old old Lincoln hearse, like a hearse, you know, like a car that she's. I told you she's got. Whoa, bro! <laughs> like, what, what what are you doing with the hearse? She's she's in a hearse club, car club. I get into this hearse car clubs. I don't freaking know. Now, what was her credit score? Um, she had she had decent credit. She well, had decent, decent I forgot, credit. I forgot, man. It's been a while. I was looking at so many people, but she had decent credit. Man, we're about to be holding some weird like, rituals in your crib. <laughs> <laughs> Steve ran into a goth girl with okay credit in her. Whoa. I didn't even get to the crazy part. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't the crazy part. <laughs> she rolled up to your crib in a hearse. No. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Welcome to Live Let Thrive. A podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Oh, man, I almost did you. (laughs) (laughs) Let's try that again. Go ahead, go ahead. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. <laughs> What's up, man? Man, I'm good. I'm good. How about yourself? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Getting your notes up and running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had to share it. Had to share it to everybody real quick. Um, man, so what episode are we on? This is episode 86 of your favorite podcast in the world, Live Let Thrive. All right, man. So first off, you're start this, this episode. Get to, there you oh, go. There Push back. Go, yeah, push back. All right. So, start this episode. We got to start off by saying rest in peace to the great, not only a real estate, not only a rapper, but a real estate investor, a uh, inspire. You inspired me. Uh, shout out and rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle and shout out to his family. Thoughts and prayers are with the more in London and all them, man. So, start Nip- it off like that. Yeah, Nipsey Hussle. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. I, um, I didn't really know his music too much until... Um, until you know the tragedy happened, yeah, and um, I I started I was jamming it today though, and it, yeah, he had some real, he had some good good songs, man, good songs. Yeah. I was some yeah, good yeah. stuff. He, he's a he's a he was a talented lyricist, yeah. and um, I guess yeah, tell us a little about a, a little bit about Nipsey and and why particularly he inspired you. Man, man, not only was he a rapper, I, I listen to his raps a little bit, but I'm I'm always more interested in what people bring to the table, and he brought a lot to the table, like not outside of rap, like. Community building, revitalizing neighborhoods. As you know, he was killed outside of, actually, outside of his store where he owned a commercial building. Um, and the, it was crazy. The funny, I was listening to a story about the building that he bought, and uh, he was saying, he was saying when he went in there when he was younger, and like the guy, uh, the guy who, who was a tenant in one of the buildings, he he always talked about how he didn't really want to uh, let the neighborhood people in and. Nipsey said he looked at it, he thought that was like, man, kind of messed up, you know. So he, he ended up, when he got older, he ended up buying the building, and the guy is now his tenant, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's just, uh, but, yeah, he inspired me about real estate. He talked about a bunch of different stuff. Like he always talked about assets, liabilities, you know. Um, him, like him, Master P, Jay Prince, those guys, like guys who had to, like, really go through it to get there, they really inspired me. And Re- Nipsey Hussle was definitely one of them. So, yeah, we lost the we lost a real one. Yeah, he's a, a rapper, um, innovator out of um, activist, La- activist, yeah. Los yeah. Angeles. 
Los Angeles, California. And Los Angeles, man, it's uh, it's a crazy city. It's a city of dreams, and it could yeah. be the city of nightmares too. It's just, um, yeah, it's such a. I mean, it, it's a cool place. It's a cool yeah. place. I, I, I used to love going, and um, but yeah, man, it's, it seems like it's always bordering on the edge of chaos. If that makes sense. Yeah, L.A. But that's why so much good music and so much good, you know, art and entertainment comes out of there because yeah. of that like balance of. Yeah. The balance of good and evil all mixed up, right? Yeah, that's the thing about L.A., man. It's always been that way, with the, especially through the music. You can definitely tell. Like, they always set another barrier, especially with music. Like, when N.W.A. first came out, man, that just, like, that shook the nation, the stuff they were saying and just putting it out there on mainstream and people just really speaking their mind about it, you know? So, yeah, man, it's, it's a sad day. Sad day, but um, celebrate his spirit by um, sharing yeah. some good um, entrepreneurialism with you guys, some good um, business, some good hustle. His name was Hustle. Yeah, there you go. Keep and the hustle so, going. Keep the hustle going, man. You know, and plus, I guess it, it always it always teaches uh, it teaches me a lesson. It always shows me something when someone goes too young. It's like, hey, you know, you never know what tomorrow's gonna be, man. Yeah. I mean, we could get hit by a car. Could some crazy stuff happen? You know, you never know. So. Yeah. I mean, enjoy it while you're here. Don't don't get too. Um, <laughs> I guess some people get too workaholicy. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Real talk. And uh, even entrepreneurialism can take over your life a little bit. You just be all about the getting more and more and more. You know, but um, yeah, you gotta have a balance. You gotta enjoy it while you're here too. Yeah, man. I'm happy you said a balance, man. It's one thing me and um, me and Mahogany decided to do. What you said about enjoying life, like we decided every Friday. We'll go out on a date. Every Saturday, we have a whole family day. And every 90 days, we're going to travel. You know, just so you can just kind of, like, because I, I remember it was actually inspired by you. You said, man, vacationing is relaxing to the soul. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that is true, man. So, yeah, you got to definitely, you got to unplug sometimes. They said every Friday, uh, you go out on a date mm-hmm. um, with each other? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing no Will Smith, Jada Pinkett stuff. Wow, wow, wow. That's funny. They just talked about that. They uh, actually listened to their show, Red Table Talk. Man, they're pretty, that's some deep people, man. They're very deep individuals. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're very deep individuals. I mean, they're stick, sticking together, and that don't happen in Hollywood, man. It's just yeah, like, I mean, true. they're actors, actresses, you know, hooked in the, on the making movies with the hottest people on the planet, you know? It's yeah. temptation everywhere, so... Most marriages don't last over there. Yeah, that Hollywood life, that's a different different animal. <laughs> but it's a different animal. Yeah. And um people here, man, they chew, they they mess up with the freaking UPS dude or some crap like that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> they used to say milkman. Now you say the the Amazon man. Right, I don't know. The Prime Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we're slanging fine packages in there. Priming the pump. <laughs> but yeah, man. But man, so what have you been up to? I know you got a lot of notes. The house hunting, you hustling. I got some. I got. I got a lot of stuff going on. Real quick, I just. I just really wanted to touch base with. Um, you said y'all stopped Airbnb out of your house. Yeah, yeah. So how is it having your house back? Your entire house back. It's dope, man. I like it. I like it. At first, you, you always think like, man, we cutting off a stream of income. You know, you're like, yeah, hey, we want to do it, but. It's been cool, you know. You have that privacy back, you know. You can walk around naked if you want to. So, love it. 
Yeah, yeah. You go walk around in your drawers. You said yeah, naked. You I was thinking drawers. Drawers naked. Yeah, ain't nobody at the hit house no more. You know, he's <laughs> all thinking drawers. No, but you know, it's 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 cool. It's relaxing. You know, my son, my son's way happier. He has his room back. He don't like to sleep up there, but he got his room back. You know, he he don't come down and mess with us no more. He's got my room. I'm chilling. He's you know, chilling, so, right? Yeah, yeah, but other than that, it's been pretty cool. You know, I thought it was gonna be uh, but I mean. I ain't going to lie, I'm paying that mortgage on the first. I'm like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, you know, it is what it is. But it's Airbnb ready as soon as y'all go on a vacation or something, right? No. If you, if you, no you're not even going to rent it out then. No. Um, 100% Airbnb free. Yeah, Airbnb free, man. But um, I close on the 26th. On My refi. On your refi. Nice, yeah. nice. Getting a nice chunk of change. Yeah, got a nice rate. That's the better thing. My rate only went up point four percent. Really? Yep. Oh, oh! You did cash out refi in your house. Mm-hmm. Oh, dang, that's that's not bad. I need to look into that. Yeah, like, look at it. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But I me, mean, but right now you're about to buy. Well, I don't know. Those rates skyrocket because I, I had them doing on all my properties, investment properties and personal properties. Man, that that rate skyrocket on investment properties. Oh snap! Bless you. Well, here's another trick: you can refi as a second yeah. home. Yeah, yeah, you could do that, right? Yeah, you could refi as your second home. Okay. Which I didn't think about it when I was, in the, when I was filling out everything. I was like, dang, I could refi as a second home and get the same rate. Mm. Oh, well. But I don't know the implications of that, like how they check it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it would be hard to check, right? Yeah, it would be yeah, hard to check. like how they would prove, like, this is your second home or, you know. I don't know. I don't know if they care too much. I mean, they're getting paid by you every month, right? Yeah, for real, that's how I look at it, but, you know. <laughs> But you know that's the that's the banking industry. Yeah. I um, I yeah we're closing on. I, I said I said in the last show we're closing on the house. Yeah. The house with the pool, and so we. I mean that's that's just like it's always been my dream. You know I know it's gonna be a bunch of work, but yeah. you know I mean ah, shit you gotta if you, if if you got an itch you yeah. know it's just just you gotta scratch it every now and then. And so um so we're closing. They um they checked out the pool and everything. Here's a tip. Here's a tip. Okay. To um to our listeners out there, if you if you ever buy you're gonna buy a house with a pool. Now I learned this um I won't say the hard way it wasn't a huge whatever but you got the inspection guy right yeah and so the inspection and they go do the inspection and you pay and and you pay like a hundred bucks more if you want them to inspect the pool for real yeah, yeah a pool what? inspection separate. And so, and uh, termite inspection is like another eighty bucks or yeah. whatever. And that's um, you, he, you know, he calls out his buddy, and his buddy goes and does the inspection. But anyways, so I paid the extra hundred bucks, and um, he did the he he did like just like a basic, the most basic um, pool inspection there was. And I was asking about this, asking about that, asking about the, you know, the quality of the, you know, the what are, what is it called the pump the, system? The, or just well, the pump system, and then the and um, I guess the inside of the pool yeah. the, the i guess you know on the inside the the <laughs> i can't even say like, i don't know i don't know yeah yeah i mean the, the inside of part of the pool starts wearing out a little after you oh okay stuff. like yeah. you're, 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 it's a concrete pool right yeah it's concrete so okay. yeah anyways the concrete starts wearing out or whatever that is and I was asking him about that, and he said, "Well, you know, I really can't say because of, you know I'm not you know a professional pool inspector. You might have to call one of the what the hell am I paying you a hundred bucks for, man? <laughs> so hey, so, he ain't no salesman either. <laughs> <laughs> At least he kept it a hundred. Keep it kept it a hundred. But the thing is, 
you could pay a, a pool inspector, like yeah. a, one from the pool companies, to go out there for and pay him 170 bucks, and they do the thorough top to bottom okay. pool inspection. But um, luckily, luckily they um, that was part of the you know we did the inspection and everything, and told them this is what we want to fix or, or you know whatever, and. Um, they agreed to fix most of it, plus give us some more cash towards closing, which is great, you know, less out of pocket. Yeah. And um, the the pool part, we, we said, you know, it has whatever the inspection he did, he said, you know, it needs to be checked this, check this, check this, and, and, and this part needs to be examined by a professional pool inspector. And so we asked them to do that. Mm-hmm. And so they agreed. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to, they, um, they sent out a guy, they paid the money to get a professional pool inspector in there okay. and to fix all the problems that it had. And so they ended up paying like um, shoot almost two thousand dollars to fix it. You know the little things, just the little things that it needs. You know. Dang, and so yeah, we got a we got a good deal out of it. So so now we got a <laughs> yeah man. I can't wait to just dive in, just dive in the pool, man. I'll let you know. I'll let you okay, know for the, for the pool party. You got your pool. Yeah yeah yeah. We gotta have a pool party over there. You know? And so um so we're closing on that and um. Yeah, we got the baby. You know, I was at the doctor's today checking out the sonograms. Uh, we got some more sonograms on the baby. We still don't know the sex yet, but we'll find out shortly. We'll find out in about four weeks or so. And, um, you know, hopefully it's a boy. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, boy. if it's yeah, a yeah, yeah. You got, what, two girls? Uh, yeah, two girls. Okay. And then yeah, you got to get that boy. Gonna wife. keep trying until you get a boy? Even our dog's a girl. It's all girls here, man. I need to. <laughs> I need to. Yeah, my wife's in the house with all the boys, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so she so, wants a daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. You oh, it. I do too. I, I want a daughter. It'd be nice to have a daughter. It's cool. It's cool, yeah. man. Oh, kids are fun. Yeah. They put things in perspective. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so we were talking about on the show today who inspires us, who inspires us to hustle. And you, you had mentioned Nipsey Hustle, and yeah. um, very inspiring dude. You know, sucks he got he got killed, he got mowed down, and um, I, I guess. Man, I mean, there's so many. It's 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 crazy because like hey, I listen to I listen to Bigger Pockets and a bunch of other uh, real estate podcasts. Yeah. And and just um, yeah, I mean, you've 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 heard Tony Robbins speak before. You've been to his yeah. events, mm-hmm. and of course, you can't leave that place without being inspired, right? Yeah. And it's just um, it, yeah, people like that. You know, it's cool to listen to, and it's it's. <laughs> Where you going most, with this? Steve? Yeah, most people the next day don't do nothing with it. Right? <laughs> I already knew it was going to be. You know, yeah, he, he has that room inspiration. You know, you, you I, I, I listen to podcast. Uh, you know, it was Colin Cowherd. He goes, yeah, yeah. You know, Tony Robbins is good. You know, he he's gonna inspire you. You know, then you go back home, you sit on the couch, and you realize Tony Robbins ain't there. So you got to get up and do it yourself. So you know, it, it was. I kind of seen the, you know, and that, that's why, and I think I always say on here, I say, man, don't let it, if you're inspired, don't let it die. Write down whatever it is you need to do to do it. And one thing I've been noticing the last couple of days, what I've been doing, so my mind's more focused and not so scatterbrained, I've been writing down, like, my daily tasks, like, my tasks at work, my tasks at home, my, my tasks for my business. Once you start doing that, man, you, you'll realize how fast you can grow definitely like you you grow really fast and you're more focused on what you're doing writing stuff down like makes things so much easier and not just into your iphone either man i had to stop doing that i just had a conversation about that i'm like man that does not work it would just sit there you know it'll just sit there like and you don't have access to it if i have right right here in front of me you know you got to go to iphone plus you're distracted by so many things on the iphone 
your notes. You got this note. You got that note. You got a text message coming in. You got Facebook going on. Instagram blowing up. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. man, you know, so, yeah. It's funny. It's like, it's so bad. Like Our, our attention spans have become so short <clears throat> that it'll be like, I will reach, I will think of something. Oh, dude, I got to look this up real quick. I will reach into my pocket. From the moment I go down and reach in the pocket and pull it out, and I and I go to look what I was gonna look at. I already I'm already on Facebook or I'm already on <laughs> I'm like or I'm already on the default websites that I like yeah. to look at and I'm like what the hell was I gonna look up? Man? There you I mean, go, man. For real, dude. Fraction like, of a second. That shit crazy. just that shit just fell out of my head already. Bro, it's crazy. That's why I was like, man, I gotta write stuff down. I gotta write. <laughs> and some you stuff see down. my hands. I mean, I'm always writing all over my hands. For real? That's the only way I'll ever remember anything. Really? And man, so, you gotta get some paper, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but then I'll just leave the paper somewhere or something. Oh, but man. this it stays with me, and yeah. I, and that's the only way I can accomplish tasks if I write it on my hand. That's a new one. Okay, it's crazy. Right on your yeah. hand. And so, um, mm, I have to start doing that. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I uh, and we spoke about we've spoken about uh, Grant Cardone on the show. He's he's pretty inspirational, dude. And but even though he's um, you know, I'm not saying he's ripping people off. I'm just saying he's getting his getting a big cut of what he's doing for you. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, see, he only invests. He's an investor that does um, um, big you know big deals. Um, Multifamily, like when he say when I say multifamily, he does like you know giant apartment complexes stuff, uh, mm-hmm. condo syndication, and um, but I think I mean his his um his persona is so infectious, you know, just so he's like a cool dude, someone you want to hang out with, kick it yeah. with, and so a lot of and he only lets accredited investors invest with them so you got to have some cash or have some big yeah. assets or something so people with money can invest with him you uh, you and i i mean well not yet you nah, know we can't get with grant you can take his what's it called though his uh his class his school nah, you can you can what was i trying to say you can take the game that he shows you and use it for yourself same with dave ramsey you know you, you know what he, what he does he he talks about being debt free, but you make all that money off that radio station. That ain't crazy, and off books. <laughs> like, yeah, he preaches that to his. Like, he might not use credit card debt, but he ain't got to work as hard as you either, bro. <laughs> Just saying. But yeah. But he um, uh, back to uh, to Grant real quick. He mm-hmm. he was just um he he's like this cool mofo, and and I think a lot of these accredited investors, they I mean. If you if they gotten to the point where they're accredited investor with a lot of money in the bank and with a lot of a lot of assets, I mean, they've got their stuff. They've got their money put into good spots already. I'm thinking, right? Yeah. Where it's growing, where it's working for them. Correct. So they can afford to throw a hundred G's at Grant, and they can go hang out with him and his parties and yeah, <laughs> kick it, become one of his one of his buddies and and speak at his events. You know, I mean, it's they're not. It's like it's like I mean, you could probably get a watch. Similar to a Rolex for like you know half the price, right? A really good watch, or even a fraction of the price, but yeah. it don't say Rolex. Oh man, <laughs> tell them, yeah, because I got me a uh, Michael Kors on. You know, it's a nice watch. Yeah, a... <laughs> I don't know if it's real. It hadn't turned your hand green yeah. yet, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, because I'm over here looking up what is the definition of an accredited invest- investor. Like I think it's persons considering. It. Okay, you have to have a net worth exceeding $1 million. There you go. Either individually or jointly with his spouse. Mm. 
A net worth? Yeah, I ain't, I ain't close, bro. <laughs> I ain't close. I thought you could cash flow and be to be like had a certain income to be an encouraging investor. I forgot what it was. It might be a hundred k a month. I'm not sure though. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Sh- I'm not for certain. But um, hola, I what's I'm gonna call it? <clears throat> uh, so so real quickly, the, uh, I, I had spoken before about my buddy, my buddy uh-huh. Shelby. He he at work. He he decided to start trying Airbnb out of his house, and he was living in it. House hacking. He was living in it, okay. and then Airbnb out of the house. And in anyways, he um, he told me he he did it for almost a month. I guess well he had to because some lady rented it like pretty quickly after he posted it. Yeah, and she stayed there eighteen days. <laughs> he wasn't ready for that. <laughs> he said he wasn't bargaining for no roommate, man. <laughs> <laughs> And so um, he just didn't like the how how it felt. He, you know, I think he's more of a loner, more of yeah. a yeah, more you know, he's he's not he's not the most sociable guy at work. See, that's and how so me. that's me. Yeah, well, you yeah. seem like the real like, you know, get along with everybody and you're cool. You know, yeah. you talk. You're the over at the at the meetups. You're the life of the meetup. You know. Yeah, it depends I, on where what like the situation. But when I'm at my house, like I let mahogany do all the greeting and stuff. Oh okay. Yeah. Like it was ours was perfect for how it was set up because like they're upstairs, I'm downstairs. I don't really ever see them. Yeah, yeah. So it worked, but yeah, if, I, I'd be interested to know how his house is set up. It, it's a ranch style, you know. One story. So, yeah, one story. So when yeah. you walk in the living room, you see everybody. I think I think it's kind of like like a two diff two living room setup, something like that. Okay. And so. Um, but they have access to the living, you know, to one of them, one of the living room, one of the living rooms, and then the kitchen. He just didn't. <laughs> when I saw him today, I hadn't seen him in a while, right? Yeah. And so I was, he said, "Man, here." He hands me his phone. Get delete this shit off my phone. <laughs> 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 so how do I take this off? Do I just delete the app? No, man. You gotta <laughs> delete the you app. You have people knocking on your door if you just delete the app. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta go in there and um, deactivate the accounts. Yeah. yeah. And he, I said, do you want to wipe them clean or you want to leave them for just, maybe you travel? No, man, I just want them gone. I want them gone. And so I deactivated his accounts. I, and one of the big issues with him, and he he didn't figure out, he never figured out how to do it or called the company, but I, he has an alarm system. And he um, he, he said, man, I'm having to turn my alarm system off and people, so people can come in and out whenever or whatever. Uh-huh. And, uh, and when I'm out of town, I have to leave it off because, you know, it'll activate. And so I was like, well... I mean, I told you, you you could find what the you know put a code for someone. The new get every new guest have mm-hmm. their own code, and when they leave, just change the code. But I guess he didn't he didn't go he didn't find the a, the, a hack for that a fix for that. You know, what I'm saying? yeah. So he didn't like having his alarm off. I mean, if people see people in and out of your house, they ain't gonna come up in there. That's what I was thinking. I, I only I never really worried when I Airbnb'd the Hearst house when yeah. um, when I had guests there. I only I only really worried about the house when no one was there. I was always yeah. a little bit when I didn't have a booking for a couple of days. I was like, ah, oh, crap, the house is by itself. Hope everything's cool. But when I had someone there for yeah, someone locked in. No one, yeah, yeah. That's my thing. Even if you don't have somebody there, like most people breaking your house, they know you anyway. Let's be honest with you. They know you, or and they know your schedule. So my thing with that is, I wasn't really tripping, even if somebody's not there, because it's so many people in and out. People don't know who's there and who's not there at that time. You know what I mean? Right. Especially when an Airbnb brings a lot of traffic. So 
that's a little interesting. That's another perspective of having an Airbnb as a house. You know, I don't really worry about break-ins too much. I mean, it can happen, but people don't know your know your guest schedule. You know. Yeah, yeah. And most people only break into houses if they know you weren't there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If they're smart, if they're smart burglars, they don't want to get shot. Yeah, it ain't this too many. Texas. Yeah, it ain't too many burglars <laughs> as dumb like that, man. Like seriously, people ain't about to risk no shoddy to the. To the chest for, I got, no, yeah. for a TV, man. I got a lot of um, gun crazy dudes at work that would actually they they they're hoping for a day someone tries to break in and rob. Kind of I'm people. kind of one of them dudes, man. Like, <laughs> hey, you, now, you know, seriously, you break in on my family. You 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 crazy. Yeah, you you're crazy. <laughs> gun safety. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> this is Texas, y'all. Y'all don't do that. Come on. Man. <laughs> um. One thing, okay, I I, I I alluded to the fact that what well, was um, I was gonna get off, I was gonna stop Airbnb out of the Hearst house, and so my um, my new tenant moved in a couple of days ago, right? Oh snap! Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, and my wife was there with the baby. We did the last turnover. We know we finished the house and got it ready for them. For I say them, it's her and her little um, little Chihuahua, and so um, <laughs> it's the it's the one that I said is, she's a goth girl. She's goth, you know. She gothic. told you that. Well, you can tell by looking at her. Oh, oh I thought she said she nose rings. She wears black, kind of. And, and how she, old is she? Uh, shoot, like forty. What age do you grow out of that shit? I mean, that stuff. <laughs> My bad. Like, dang. Like, when you're forty, dog. Like, I remember seeing people in high school like that. Like, you, you. It's a lifestyle, man. Oh, yeah, hey, 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 that's how it is. My so bad. It's not like all the way to paint her face white oh, goth. She's, 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 she's just alternative looking, you know. I don't want to offend nobody if that's the goth. <laughs> that's their lifestyle, you know. It's just how she is. It's cool. I mean, she's a oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, anyways, she, um, she, she got there. She, yeah, she got there about I don't know. Let's say four p.m. We're already done with the with the turnover, or whatever. And um, she pulls up with the with the the van, the moving van, right? Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> and she make I told you she makes her money gaming. People watching her play video games. For I didn't really? even know there was a like a. You told me that people make good money doing that shit, but yeah, yeah they do know, if they got know. enough followers. But like, you, did, I'd ask her for her YouTube page. <laughs> What's your Twitch account? <laughs> like the just Twitch, to verify. I she mentioned Twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so, to verify it. So, um, yeah. Well, she showed me like um her her statements, you know, from oh, from making real? it. Was, she made pretty good money, Damn. and uh, enough to pay the rent at least. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. Um, she already told me. She asked me beforehand. She has a like an old, old Lincoln hearse, like a hearse, you know, like a car that she's. I tell you, she's got. Whoa, bro! <laughs> like, what, what? What are you doing with the hearse? She's she's in a hearse club, car club. I get into this hearse car clubs. I don't freaking know. Now, what was her credit score? Um, she had she had decent credit. She well, had decent I forgot, credit. I forgot, man. It's been a while. I was looking at so many people. But she had decent credit. Man, we're about to be holding some weird like, rituals in your crib. <laughs> <laughs> Steve ran into a goth girl with okay credit in her. Whoa. I didn't even get to the crazy part. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't the crazy part? <laughs> she rolled up to your crib in a hearse. No. <laughs> Go ahead, man. She didn't bring the hearse yet. She, she. I mean, she, she did now. I mean, but oh, she. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to 
I'm sorry, uh, man. This little Chihuahua scared him a little bit. Oh, man. Go ahead. <laughs> He talking oh. about hearses. They need something to touch them. <laughs> oh, it's a spirit. <laughs> and, oh um, man. Yeah, I know. And and anyways, um, <laughs> so she yeah she's in a hearse club. She didn't bring it that day, but she she had brought it. But she said don't you know a lot of. She asked me that before she moved in. You know, is it cool because I have this hearse? Blah blah. blah. And um, and I was like, yeah, you know, yeah, I guess it's cool. I mean, she goes a lot of uh, goes a lot of places don't want those parts in front of their house like if she rents a house mm-hmm. and uh in a community with an hoa hoas will say no you can't park a hearse in front of I your can house see that, yeah but if, i mean if you really if you look at it as your daily driver if it's the ghostbuster car i mean you're gonna freaking freak i mean you can drive your daily driver they can't tell you what kind of car you can have right i don't know whatever i'm uh, not hoa i hate hoa me too man, with a passion anyways so she um she, you know, she pulls up, you know, with the truck. I said, oh, "I'll help you unload." Started unloading some things. <laughs> she pulled out this 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 life size, um, this life size like I wouldn't say skeleton. You've seen tells from the crypt. Yeah, yeah, it's like a life size um, kind of zombie looking thing with a suit on, oh, and like <laughs> she's like, "Oh, that's that's Tommy or whatever she called it." Uh, he rides with me in the hearse when <laughs> she said this. <laughs> Oh, bro! Who'd you get to, man? <laughs> she's the thing is, she's gonna leave the the hearse there covered, whatever you know. She mostly, she pretty much told me, you know, that's her car. You know, she leaves it. She doesn't hardly ever drive it. She stays inside, plays video games all day, and gets paid. That's pretty much what she does. She's mm. we walk, we're walking distance to a Walmart, to a Walmart neighborhood Walmart, and she says she, she pretty much will just walk there, get what she needs. She don't really, she, and she, there's a dog park walking distance and. She likes the neighborhood. Things is cool. She's not going to be out, you know. She's not yeah. gonna probably even drive that much, you know. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, <laughs> I just thought <laughs> it's a unique situation, and um, I mean, if she pays rent every month. You know, I'm cool with it. Man, I wonder how that is, man. You probably can't Airbnb be that spot when she's gone, man. She got tales from the crypt yeah. and the hearse from there. You go, somebody walked up in there, be like, "Hey, I need my money back." <laughs> I don't know. That's wild, man. I mean, but hey, it's different strokes for different folks, you know. Hey, it is what it is. I'm, I'm going to get a priest after she leaves, you know. <laughs> throw some holy water around. Yeah, all right. Dang, yeah. man. That's crazy. <laughs> she said a tales from the crypt. <laughs> but cool gal. Cool gal. My, my wife thought she was real cool. and You know, she's a real cool girl. She just has a little different... You on life, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm all down. If you want a video game and make money, do it. You hey, know, if you can make money sitting at your house on your butt, do it. Hey, green is the only color I care about. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. Straight so, up. So, um, so yeah, man. Um, what, what, what you see? We haven't talked about your timeshares in a while, and that's like when we get emails from people. That's the number one question: timeshare, timeshare. I want to talk to Micah about timeshares. Man. So what's how's how's the timeshares doing? Man, they did real good last month. I, uh, you know, I took a month off because I had to rearrange some things, hire VAs, and change my structure a little bit. And by VAs, um, you mean virtual assistants? Yeah, virtual assistants. I just had to come up with more little ways to structure it because the timeshare company is trying to make it kind of hard to do it, but. It's been doing pretty good. Last month it did real good. This month I'm getting a VA onboarded to finish up everything. Um, you know, just to finish up the whole, getting everything updated how it used to be. Um, but yeah, it's been doing pretty well. Last month I made 
made a nice little chunk of change off of it. So it's so, been going pretty well. And I, I actually, it's funny you asked, like you said, people ask about the timeshares. I actually, the last month, this last month, man, I've been talking to a lot of people on Clarity about the timeshares. On Clarity? Mm-hmm. They're hitting me up about Oh, it. that's when they pay you to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, um, Sold a course a couple weeks ago. Been selling some courses. Um, and also, yeah, yeah, our uh, first mastermind meeting's coming up, so that's pretty cool. You know, Sweet. that's people in the course and the people that we chop it up with all the time. We have a master, a real estate mastermind course. So, yeah, man, I mean, timeshares have been good, you know, but I'm in... So, so describe real quick how you make money off timeshares, just a little synopsis. Synopsis? Yeah. I take a place that's 65 a night, and I'll rent it out for 90 to 150 a night, depending on the... On the uh, was it the, you know, the, uh, the the demand for it? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's just arbitraging, simply what it is. And these are just weeks that the timeshare company throws at you as, like, bonus weeks or what are, what are uh, they? No, 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 it's bonus time. Like, I can, I don't even have to do weeks. I can do a day. One, like, if you wanted to book someplace in San Diego tonight and I have availability, I'll sell it. Um, it could be anywhere, anywhere that I have availability. Mexico, Fiji, I didn't send a bunch of people to Fiji. Uh, San Antonio, if I have the availability, I can just sell it. Um, it's bonus time, which is time like two days from now, like from, from today, like today's Wednesday. So I can book bonus time 48 hours out. So I can book all throughout the weekend anywhere in the U.S. In the U.S. and all across the country, really, all across the world, actually. Nice. And and as a reboot, it was uh, your parents gave you a timeshare for your wedding gift, you know. No, no, you- they didn't use it, so I... I just took it and they said hey well all right you know they just gave me the login for it and i was just uh we were sitting in vegas i used it and i went to vegas and not me and mahogany were like dang we can make some money off this and i was like i put one up in vegas and start making money and i was like dang let's put up more and next thing you know we had like 100 of them 200 300 400 we almost at 500 now so jeez yeah but and- it don't make money like a regular like if i just had 500 airbnb lists that would probably bring in about 16, 17 mil a year, you know, if I had that many, but it ain't like that. It's Plus, you you don't really control all the time. You're sharing the time with other owners, so it doesn't make money like that, but it can bring you about, it can gross you about right now. Before, it was making me a lot of money a month, but that was before they put all the restrictions in. They, they figured out what people were doing, and they were like, oh, they're making money. Let's charge on a tax for them to make money. You know, they so. just wanted a piece of the pie. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And like you could easily make a thousand dollars a week. Right. Right now, you could make just not even trying. You can make a thousand dollars a week with now timeshares, just extra. Really. On the side, yeah. And how much? How much? About how much would it cost to get into something that would make you a thousand a week? A dollar on eBay. This, I know the the timeshare king right here. Uh, but no, somebody um and one who uh, matter of fact, someone just posted they bought one in our group. Um, and they, she said she bought it. Uh, shout out to Tiana. She said she bought one. It worked for her. You know, she's just waiting on it to close. But yeah, you can get a timeshare for a dollar to ten thousand dollars, depending on how much you want to spend. Damn, and it's the and it's the same one that you got, the World mm-hmm. Mark. She got it for a yeah. dollar. I don't know how much she got it for. But oh, I'm but, saying you can buy them for a dollar on eBay. But she has to pay the monthly fee on it, right? Yeah, the monthly fee. That's gonna take care of itself. How much is the monthly fee usually? Um, you can get my monthly fee is one forty four. One forty four. 
Mm-hmm. And then um, she can make some. She's gonna follow your plan to make this profit. Yeah. So you get it for one forty four. You're paying one forty four a month that to access thousands of properties that you can just resell. But they, when you do transfer it to someone else to rent out, they also throw a hundred dollar fee on there, right? Yeah, the transfer yeah. fee. Yeah, but Airbnb actually made a nice little thing on there now. You know, you can uh, you can add these little fees on Airbnb now. <laughs> yeah, like you can like right now, I can add a guest fee, and Airbnb charges that every single time. So you can put on their resort fee, yeah. and then resort fee, management fee, all that. Wow. Yeah, they made a nice little nice little upgrade. So as a as a renter, I, I see one of your timeshares. I'm like, you know, and I go to the final price. I'll see that hundred dollar fee, but I'll be you could put it as a cleaning fee, even right? Yeah, but I, I put it as a guest pass fee, so oh. they know it's a guest pass. You know. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. so I don't want to make it seem like that because I do charge a cleaning fee on top of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. so they take that hundred dollar chunk, plus they tax you. They do a they they do another fee on top of that. You were saying or not? Or that was no, the just that was guest pass just a hundred hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And there's no, but they didn't limit you to only doing certain ones, or they didn't do any other limitations. You could still no. do your same game. They just wanted a hundred bucks every time you did it. Correct. Yeah. So you have to put at least a three night minimum because you don't want to charge someone. Are you- I'll charge them a dollar. You can stay one night if you want to, <laughs> but it's just most people are going to stay like three, four days a week. I mean, I've had a, actually I had a dude March thirtieth. He stayed a one night up in uh, Estes Park, Colorado. He stayed one night, paid all of it. He just needed a place for him, but it was like it was a three bedroom, so it was him and his homeboys. They just split it. Oh wow! There you go. Yeah, that you really whenever you, how the pricing structure set up, you're mainly going to attract crowds. Like, and I have a couple of places that hold ten. And the thing about it is, you, you, if you have the availability, you're not declining anybody. You're accepting everybody. Damn. Yeah. So. Wow, but in order to manage 500 listings, you have to have a VA, right? Yeah, you got to have a VA. You got to have a virtual assistant to take care of all that. And so now you you got one virtual assistant, or how many you got? Just one. Which he's not even fully on board yet. He's still going through training. Oh yeah, wow! Because yeah. I I had to stop doing it, to stop the other way, because it wasn't profitable enough. You know. You had you were paying a family member to to manage it. No, a uh, family friend. A family friend. She was doing it for a long time. She did it really well. But the thing about it is, costs just went up. With I was paying the VA in American dollars, then I was paying the timeshare and then the new guest pass like everything kind of slowed down so to pick it back up i had to change the way i was doing it but restructure yeah, your business yeah yeah i had to restructure my business and then that was another reason why i was i stopped renting out the house because i'm like man we got not only do we got the timeshares when i first started i was only doing timeshares and then i started doing my house and then i stopped doing the house because we had got the arbitrages in dallas and then we got the house in arkansas that we're doing it out of so you know and that house is just a killer I call that the killer. Yeah, you know, that's the killer right there. But, you know, because I didn't expect that house to do it. I was like, yeah, we'll probably make $500 a month. And if we do, we'll just go back to long-term renting it. But, man, it's been killing it, man. I told told you my buddy, um, his daughter goes to college at University of Arkansas. Oh, she's a hog. She's a hog. Boo, but she, tigers. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. But she's from here, which is the weirdest thing. Like, her friend wanted to go there, so, of course, she wanted to go there. Uh-huh. And so, anyways, she wanted to join her friend, join her sorority, so she joined the sorority. And he said, man, those sororities are freaking killers, dude. They they so much. They cost so much money. <laughs> oh, man, I'll let Mahogany tell you about that. 
Oh, Hawkins said she was like, I'm about to join a sorority. I was like, oh, I got to pay. Forget this. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'll let you. They call it paying for friends. Yeah, for that's how I looked at it. I was yes. like, damn. I mean, it's cool, though. You know, I got a bunch of my, my all my cousins and uncles are in fraternities. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, you know, I was like, dang, brother, I can't pay all that. I'm good. Go buy me a house or something. I rushed at UTA. I rushed with a, uh, a fraternity. I was going to say sorority. That would have mm. been cool. I rushed with a fraternity <laughs> and um, just party with them and stuff, this and that. And then, then I just, you know, I didn't really choose one. So I was just yeah. like, peace out. Thanks for the fun. You know? <laughs> I ain't going to lie. That was my problem. I like to kick it with everybody. So I couldn't join one. I'm like, Shoot. Yeah, and then you have enemies and all this bullshit. <laughs> you know? And so, um, but anyways, because you were speaking of Arkansas, he said his, his daughter's going there. And then um, he said, you know, shit, it costs a lot of money to, to keep her in the sorority thing. Plus, they're building a brand new sorority for their for their chapter or their, their sorority, whatever the hell they are, which is yeah. about 90 girls. And this freaking thing looks like a... Oh, a house. A sorority house. It looks like a college itself. It's huge. Dang. They're showing construction on this. It goes, yeah, that's where my, my freaking money's going. I was like, how can they afford... I was thinking, how can they afford to build something that big... You know, I mean, this thing is just like, um, shit, it looked like it had like a hundred rooms in it. I mean, it looked like a whole freaking apartment, enclosed apartment complex type deal. I mean, it was insane. And um, uh, then I was thinking, oh, man, it's, it's probably cheap to build in Arkansas. <laughs> oh, it actually ain't, man. Is it? It ain't? Nah, bro. Arkansas is a retirement state. They, they, they inflate prices off that. Like, if you want, like, my house in Arkansas... Three, four, three hundred thousand. Easy. You could sell your house in Mark, Arkansas, three hundred thousand. That's how much it would be worth. It's a retirement state. How much? I thought you were trying to sell it at one point. My house, yeah, that I have down there. Not, not my house in Arkansas. If I also take my house in Texas, oh, move it to Arkansas, okay. it goes up that okay. much because it's a, it's a retirement state. So like the housing, in Arkansas is real. How would I call? It? Arkansas is real segregated. So like. You really only got two parts of Arkansas. You got the the straight up hood, <laughs> a little bit of like the middle classish, con lakeish area over there in Little Rock, and then you got Chanel, just the nicest stuff you ever seen. Oh wow! Yeah, like it's oh, wow. it's straight segregated. Probably Jerry Jones has a spot over there, huh? Yeah, North Little Rock. I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah, he's, yeah, Jerry, Jerry Jones. Yeah, Jerry Jones. Is, that's why he recruits all those SEC players. <laughs> That's why I picked up his boy, Darren McFadden. He's from Arkansas. Oh, yeah. I remember McFadden. He is. Mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways, I mean, um, yes. Find a way to sell some stuff to college kids and you'll be a millionaire. Man, I, man, I, was t- I remember I told you guys about those dorms that my uh, that Mahogany used to live in in college. Like, the dude who he had, he built an apartment complex for college students. But he purposely put four bedrooms in each and he rented them out door by door. Now imagine that a hundred. Imagine if you have a hundred doors like that. That's four hundred <laughs> doors off top. Damn. Yeah, it was. I was like, this dude's smart. Damn. Yeah, and right there in Austin too. You got a bunch of college. You got two colleges down there. Killing it. <laughs> We're in the wrong game. Matter of uh, fact, let me do the math on that. Go ahead, man. Four hundred times four hundred. I'll say quickly too uh, about about. Not doing Airbnb in that house anymore. Go ahead. What is the math? What is the math? 160K a month. <laughs> That's a lot of K. Yeah. Um, that, that, um, Air, that we're not Airbnb in the Hearst house anymore. We're in it out full time. 
And you know what? And it's like kind of after we didn't see it's a keypad so we didn't have to turn over no keys or nothing but after we after we took off i was like man you know i felt a little bit sad and the reason you know of course you know airbnb money's pretty good but <laughs> but the reason was the best part of airbnb that you know people say it sometimes but to me the best part of airbnb is i can still go see my house whenever i want i can still go in my house whenever i want and make sure everything's running good smooth talk. something's messed up i go i go fix it and not like someone's telling me you know i have a guest say hey this or that and i'll go fix it whenever they're gone and it's just like i can i have that house at my access mm-hmm. whenever whenever i, I want to go over there and now i just it's not as much i can go over there you know of course i'm going to give my tenant a head up if i need a heads up if i need to go do something you know, hide the Ouija boards and shit before I go. <laughs> but, <laughs> and hide that crazy freaking mannequin thing. Um, anyways, but it's not the same, man. And so I just um, I, we felt a little sad. We're like, kind of like, ah, that's where, you know, someone else is going to be using our baby now. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, it's part of it. But you can't look at it. You got to look at it as a business. Man, you should have let me run your Airbnb, man. <laughs> I would have made so much money off that house, dude. Like, how big is the house? Three bed? Yeah, three two, um, about fifteen hundred and something square foot. Oh, man, I don't even make it three. Foot and that's that's another that thing. House. That's another thing. I was gonna mention. Yeah, I know, but they're banning it. Yeah, whatever. Okay, okay. Has anybody been banned? So like, has anybody's door been knocked on? Well, the, mine ain't. The, <laughs> not that I know of. But they they <laughs> they the ban goes into effect like in June. So, anyways. Whatever, yeah, you know, we, whatever. We're, we're getting some guaranteed money. That's that's cool. Yeah, you know, you know. Even though the summer was coming, we're gonna destroy. Oh yeah, summer is coming. Summer is nice. Oh um, yeah. What, you, oh, your house with the pool in the summertime. That's gonna be the man. That's, that's. I told my wife, whenever we're not there, we're gonna be Airbnb in that mud. <laughs> And I, what I was thinking too, whenever you're in Mexico, I'm going to Airbnb the rooms out. <laughs> <laughs> For real, man. You but can make some money off that. I could. But here's what, here's what um, I guess my consensus is. Okay. The, what you want, at least in this area, to, to get maximum profits, I think, is a three bedroom, two bath around 150, uh, about 1,500 square foot. Mm hmm. Go bigger, you're looking at party house, right? Yeah. Go smaller, you might not get the whole family in there, one or two bedroom, whatever. But a three two yeah. is like perfect. It is perfect for Airbnb. Three two, fifteen hundred square foot. That's what that's, I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for too. From now on, mm-hmm. I don't want to get no crazy, you know, too big house, you know, because yeah. it's just you're just inviting crazy trouble partiers, and I'm not gonna. And then you have to charge more. But I, I just like man. This is my only thing. I hundred percent agree with you. This is the only thing. Cause this this is it's like a it's like you gotta weigh your options on it. Like I still I know people that purposely get five bedroom houses. You sleep twelve sixteen up in there. You divide that by what? Because really, what you want to do is this is what you truly truly want to do when you when you start looking at even when you do this with a three two. You want to get more heads in there. So what you want to do is you want to have you really want to make it a three bedroom two bath. That you can f- sleep eight people in. So you need queen to full-size beds in each bedroom. And then you need one of those Murphy wall beds. Man, if you get a Murphy wall bed in, one of the, in, in the living room, man, you can hit it off with that. 
You put mm-hmm. eight people in there, and then you charge them by the head. So you really want to be charging $20 per night per head. Mm. So yeah, you just what, 20, that's like right there, 20 times eight, you can have what, 160 a night. So that's what you're trying to get to. So you can get to like 160 a night, get a bunch of families in there, set up your price labs to do the math for you. Because that's what I'm doing my Little Rock house, man. It's killing it. Nice, nice. You got a Murphy in there? No, I'm, I'm thinking about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I'm Those thinking are about freaking it. expensive. I know. They're, t- <laughs> it's like a st- they're like a stack to begin with, but, but there's some dope beds, though. They hide. You can just put them up in, against the wall. Yeah, and it's much cooler than a sofa bed, I guess. Way, way better than a sofa bed because yeah. it's an actual bed. You just pull it from the wall. But they, they call, that's, Amazon charges like 500 just to install it, <laughs> which I don't ever use Amazon installers. but Amazon, would, oh, they install your shit for you? They have, yeah. Anything you order off Amazon, you can have an expert come and install it. Dude, but but that takes your hands off of it, man. You can be over here. They go do everything. You don't have to go to Arkansas. You don't have to do nothing. I mean, I'll get a handyman to do that. Five hundred bucks, man. How much would a handyman charge? Would he do? A, yeah. Probably two, three, and two hundred at least. But at least you know if you do a shitty job from Amazon, you get your money back because it's Amazon with a, with a random handyman that fucks up. He, I'm sorry, bro. He, he try, I changed my number. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Because yeah, man, I was thinking those Murphy. That that is one thing. Oh man, that's a number one tip. If you can get a Murphy bed, get it. If Dude. you can get it. I, I, when I was going to get that condo in South Padre, the one bedroom, that's what I was going to do. I was going to have a Murphy bed in the bedroom. Yep. So that would change into like a living room area too that's whenever the, it ain't being used. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I looked at so many of them. There were some that would fold up and would have like a sofa underneath too. So it would sit like that and have like a sofa attached to it. It was really fucking cool. Yeah, I've seen those. Okay, and I've seen those. And then so it turned into an instant living room. And then I would have a Murphy bed in the front room too. I, I was thinking all these things. How do I get yep. the most? Out yeah. of the 640 square foot one bedroom, yeah. kind of make it into two bedroom in a way, you know. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, but those things are fucking expensive, dude. <laughs> they are, man. I was looking on Amazon, man. They're expensive, but, but they're they, so cool. I know they're dope. They're dope. <laughs> like, like even like all the time shows I run out, all of them have Murphy beds in the living room. Even if it's a, they even have like, uh, like even the studios. The studios even sleep four because they have a Murphy bed and they have a sofa bed in the studio. So it's it's. People catching on to the Murphy beds, man. Because I'm, I'm trying to set up all my Airbnbs like a like a resort. That's nice, how they nice. set them up. Here, here's the most speaking and speaking to a three two. How it's the perfect home to do Airbnb out of a house. I think mm-hmm. is the three two fifteen hundred square foot. Don't go too big. Don't go too small. <clears throat> and this is why, because I mean, just just looking at my information, most of my guests are either I mean four guests or eight guests. You know, it's like mm-hmm. in in that range right there from four guests to eight guests i'll every now and then get some two guests i'll every now and then get some one guest which the house isn't too huge and intimidating to keep someone that's just a couple out yeah. of it yeah and then I, i'll every now and then get 10 guests you know the house mm-hmm. will accommodate 10 or more people because mm-hmm. i have those um uh, those day beds well, those day uh, what are they called the trundles i have trundles, the trundles okay. so it's a bed mattress on top mattress on bottom so i got the trundles going on there too i have a so. question about that go ahead though um, so that's why I think the three two is just the perfect the perfect house to do it. You know, you got your living room, kitchen, you got the the three bedrooms, you got the two baths, you gotta have two baths, and um, it's just it's and it's just perfect, dude. I mean, for for to make the most the optimal amount of money, that's what I'm thinking. It's funny you said you gotta have two baths. I 100% agree with that because actually my house in Little Rock is actually a three one and a half. 
So it's only good. one full bathroom and then a the half bath. And the half bath. Well, I'll take that back. I, it, my house, it is a one and a half. So I, I just meant two bathrooms. I'm, I, so it has a, it has a you know tub shower and one. The other one's just a bathroom. So that's what I mean. A big, really? Yeah. A three, one and a half. Killing it. Was hey, killing okay, it. That's what I have. And so, um, but I guess if you could add a shower to that one, that half yeah. bath, that would be nice. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be nice. dope. But yeah, the trundles. So with you having a trundle bed, how, did you, would your trundle bed fit a full adult on it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's a full size on the bottom. A full size. Oh no, no, no! I'm sorry. A twin size on twin twin size bed on the bottom. Twin size bed on top. So, so the those one, are so those are for kids though. No, no, no! It's a for, twin for adults. It's 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 a twin bed. It's a twin bed. If it's an adult on there, a twin. I, yeah, twin bed. I believe. Man, I can't sleep on no twin, man. <laughs> oh, I'm, I know I'm like six foot two. Though. Yeah, I mean, you could you, know, you couldn't do it. Yeah, I could, that's what I'm saying. Like. Because my, my whole question was, does that attract more kids if you have a trundle in there? Because I know I've seen some places they'll purposely put bunk beds in there to attract people with families. Yeah, the the thing is, this is like a bunk bed, but a kid can't fall off the top and get hurt. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, so no, I'm it's, saying it's the same kind of... I, I think they're better. To me, I think they're better. Because, yeah, yeah, I think they're better too. Uh-huh. But I'm saying, would it does it attract more? Because I personally don't like having kids in there, man. I, I added the kid thing to my Little Rock house, man. So first guests are breaking shit, man. I'm like, uh, yeah. so I have to take that off. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that because I, you do make, but you do make more money if you allow kids and infants. You can make some money off that. Mm-hmm. Also, if you really want to make some money, put them pack and play cribs in your house. I have that. Yeah, you do? Yeah, yeah. I have pack and plays. Yeah, man, you could chart, man. I've been. But I'm like, dang, the kids be breaking stuff, though. <laughs> like, they broke my day. You know, I got the, like you got up in here, the... Um, crown molding. I got the crown mold, man. They broke the crown molding. The first guest that had kids, man. Oh, I'm like, man. what? Did you charge them for it? No, man. Let me tell you about this. I, I really stopped. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why I didn't charge them for it. Somebody broke something at my Little Rock house, right? And yeah. she put it in right and she would pay for it. That's why I don't like Airbnb. She put it in right and she would pay for it. This was five, six months ago. And I said, cool. She was like, just send me the uh, request through the app, and I'll pay for it. I sent the request six months ago. Airbnb ain't came back to me. She ain't came back to me, which I think it's their job, Airbnb's job, to reach out to her. But yeah, Airbnb's joke. Yeah, they're a joke. They're a joke. But no, nah, that's why I have it. But I'm a, I'll get it fixed up. Because the, the dude I, I, that put it in, man, he's a pretty cool handyman, you know. So. No, that's cool. Yeah, so. There you go. My advice to people, get you a 3-2. And now it's going to make 3-2s harder for us. 1,500 square foot 3-2s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They really are. That's why I almost, you know, I, I I told you I was trying to buy my, I was in talks to buy my sister's house when they moved to California. Yeah. I told you about that. It just needed too much work, man. And anyways, they ended up, um, they went ahead and put it on the market as is. Mm-hmm. And they were gonna sell it to me for one thirty five, but I I probably could have you know I was telling them all the things they had I probably could have got it down to like one twenty one twenty five right, mm-hmm. and they would have been happy with that they're like oh okay well twenty five k in our pockets after you know selling it and whatever paying off the bank they would have been happy with that and um, I just didn't do it because I thought because I was even talking to Can I was telling him what all it needed he was like man you know really you should you should try to get it for you know a hundred or hundred and five but. But it's not even, then you'll be like, they'll think you're trying to rip them off. You start a whole rift with the family. It ain't even worth that, you know? But that's what a wholesaler would give her. Can I give them that? <laughs> I'm in, not trying to. In the, here's, the, here's, the, here's how the story turned out. Okay. And so um, 
And so, anyways, they put it on the market as is. They just, you know, tried to, you know, clean up a little bit. And and they got 150 for that damn thing. Damn so California. No, California's come in and buy a huge-ass house. This was a little bitty. One, they got 150 one, for it? Three bedroom, one and a half. They got, they got 150 for it, yeah. They put no so, work into it. And no work into it. And so and then it needed work. It needs work. But they... They got 150 for it. So, I, of course, I'm doing the math. Man, if I would have got it for 120, 125, just threw it on the market right away. Could have made 25. I'd have made a yeah. nice chunk of change. But yeah. I wasn't thinking that. I didn't know. I didn't think it was going to get that much, but yeah. it did. Dang. House, housing market is insane. Dang, man. What? Yeah. It's next time you it's like run 1100 across a, square foot house. Yeah, next time you run across something like that, just send them to me instead so you don't <laughs> cause no rift in your family. You know? <laughs> They'll be at the Family Vinner Steve's <laughs> podcast partner ripped us off. It's all good. <laughs> that man is here. <laughs> Let me see. Um, <laughs> was there something that you really wanted to talk about on this episode? Oh, man. The last thing. Well, one of the last things I want to talk about. You know, kind of going back to the Nipsey Hussle thing. And remember, I, I kept always saying, like, take your face off your business. I think that's very important to do. Like, I remember one of the first episodes we talked with Al Williamson, and he said how he was talking about revitalizing neighborhoods. And, you know, and um, somebody like Nipsey Hussle, who's not only been with the street life, but he, he changed his life for the better. Like, I was like, man, you should, like, because where he was killed, he was killed in front of his own business, you know, where he owned, he owned it, you know, he owned the place. But it's mm. like, man, because I always talk about, man, I think whenever you're doing something for a neighborhood or something, it can bring along inspiration and where, depending on where you're at, it can bring along enemies, which I don't know what happened with them, but, you know, I always say, man, you should, which is good not to take your face off your business because it can inspire people. But at the same time, I think, man, if you take your face off your business and you just keep things low-key and then you just surround yourself with the people that want to win, I think, you know, it'll help you out. But, I mean, it's just a way to think about it. That was what I was thinking, like, when I heard he got killed, I was like, damn, man. You know, but so you you were a fan of his before this? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I'm a fan, a huge fan of Nipsey Hussle, man. Listen, to that dude, I was like, dang. When I mean, this guy was young, he was talking about the guy asked him about his chain. He was like, yeah, it's just a little chain I got, but I'm not focused on that. That's just a little liability I like to have. You know, the rest I like to buy assets. I was like, dang, this dude's like, oh, you know, yeah. but yeah, man. But yeah. Um, I, I mean, see that that wasn't him though. He he wanted to, he was a part of the community. He was in the community. There he wasn't go. trying to be hiding behind stuff. So that's true. And um, and his last tweet was kind of it was kind of cryptic, man. He, what, what was it? Remember, you see his last no, tweet. What was it? He said, "It's a blessing to have strong enemies." That was his very last tweet. No, you serious? That's what he wrote. It's a blessing to have strong enemies. And so I was like, man. And that was right before he got shot. I was like, what the hell is he trying to say like that? I don't want strong enemies. <laughs> I was a weak-ass fucking enemy. <laughs> I didn't know he said that. That's crazy. Yeah, look up, yeah, look up his last tweet. So I don't know what that, I don't know what that was about. But um, I, guess, I guess the news is saying that, or whatever's out there is saying this guy was like, wanted to be hanging with them, wanted to be with, with him and his crew, the guy that oh. killed him, and he's like, he just didn't want that, he didn't want him around there, he didn't want that kind, like, I don't know, that type of, I guess he was a gang member and stuff, he, he, mm-hmm. I guess, I he, he didn't want him to, yeah. Ha- yeah, and so I guess he got pissed that he didn't want him hanging out, and didn't want him being around him, and they came, went and killed him, man, fuck, crazy. Yeah, 
Crazy, crazy. Hope he enjoys prison. I bet there's a lot of Nipsey fans in prison. <laughs> Is that Nipsey fans? No. Yeah, it ain't going to be a pretty day on the yard. But I don't know, man. You know, so it's crazy. It's just crazy. But, but yeah, you know. When keeping it real goes too far. Man. Um. So yeah, man. This what is what you got. You got some more stuff. Or we you? got some more stuff. We're coming up on an hour here. Okay. Um, did you want to roll another app, or uh, did you have to bounce? Might, yeah, I might have to bounce. Okay. Well, so, let's just yeah. uh, we'll cover a couple more topics okay. now. Then. Yeah, because you had a bunch of stuff, man. Yeah, you yeah, were yeah. Going in at the doctor's office, man. We'll make this a part one, part two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can <laughs> chop it up, <laughs> screwed and chopped. Yeah, you um, asked. Yeah, one thing I, I like always talking about that. You said, uh, "What happens if a recession hits?" That's a good question. And and what I why I asked that question, and I'll pull up the text message stream that um, my buddy Ficarelli, he's been screaming from the mountaintops for a long time now about where we should sell everything, recessions coming, this and that, because we have that you know that investment club group. Yeah. And so um, when you say sell everything, you mean like sell stocks? all of our stocks? Okay, yeah. Okay, go ahead. And of course, and he he was always leery about real estate as as it was because he saw what happened in two thousand seven, right? Mm-hmm. 2007-2008. Anyways, he asked, and that's why I wrote it on there. He said, um, how will housing perform in the next recession? Are we in a housing bubble? And, of course, um, well, Dub right away. Warren, remember Warren? Yeah. He right away said, not in North Texas. And um, I told him, that's a broad question. Um, North Texas has a mass migration this direction. And um, friendly, you know, people coming this way, friendly to corporations, job growth, relatively affordable housing compared to the rest of the country, and no state tax. I think so, your boy is watching. He just joined. What up, Fick? Who's that? Ficarelli. What's up, Fick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Your ears were burning, huh? And we're so, talking about you, by the way. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about... We're talking about... <laughs> Not bad. You know. No, it just he asked the question. This is what I, this is how I answered it, yeah, and I and I'd like to get your opinion on it too. And um and I said the the last housing bubble was caused by loans being handed out to anyone with a pulse, no job required. I don't see prices dropping here. Perhaps leveling off. Not now. Places like New York City, Los Angeles, San Francisco, etc. A recession will hit those p- spots pretty hard. But um. I think North Texas is, is a you know, even the last recession, we didn't get hit too bad, you know. I mean, prices went down a little. They dipped a little. or and But I don't, I mean, I don't see it. But perhaps maybe you, you see it differently. I mean, how would, how would you think a recession would hit this area and, and other parts of the country? I don't think it's going to hit Texas that hard. I think if, uh, I'll say this, you know how, how I do think it will hit hard? Them Californians who came down there overbidding on houses, those people it might hit hard. Because you're, now your house that you just put all that money in just dipped. You know what I mean? You, you're sitting, you're, you're underwater on your house. You know what I mean? Those people I think it might hit. But people just buying right now, I, I don't, I can't see it. Like, I can't see, like, if you're buying houses right now, because you're getting good deals on them, you know? And I think it's, like you said, it's too many people coming here. I mean, they... The Amazon fulfillment centers are here. We just got the uh, Toyota just came here. It's too much stuff going on for it. It's too many people coming here, especially big businesses coming here, to me, from what I've seen. Uh, interest rates are they're pretty good right now, but, you know, I, I do see, like, a bubble, a recession. Not a recession. I do see a real estate market crash coming soon. But I don't think it'll be hit as hard here. And one of the things I think saves Texas is it's not coastal. Yeah, yeah. If you see That's all those coastal good. places, New York's, L.A.'s, the Northwest, 
when that stuff happens, man, they get hit hard, man. They get hit hard. They do. Like, I don't know what Chicago did during the recession, but I know, because I always, because if you ever compare our market, we're very similar to Chicago. Very similar. Hmm. So, yeah, 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 because Chicago is what, the third largest metroplex in the U.S., and Dallas is the fourth. DFW is the fourth largest. Right, right. And our housing markets are very similar. Hmm. Yeah. A little less bang, bang, murder, murder over here, I think, than Chicago, we think. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> No murders going down yeah. in Chicago. Shout out to our boy, what's his name, uh, uh, Syed Latif. Fake news. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, where his places are at anyways, it's not bad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. he mentioned, back to Fick, what's up, Ficarelli? He mentioned that his, um, he thinks it's, it, it seems a little similar to what's going on in 2007, you know, how the house, house prices are going crazy. And he said that his, um, uh-oh. Better go, he's been doing that. And then he said um, that a friend of his is looking for a place in Irving. Prices are real high. Oh, yeah, in Irving. And so she's considering, or she's already, she wants to do an an arm loan. And so. How do those work? I guess, guess, I'm thinking this is is how I remember them working. They were all the rage back then, too, you know, in in the last crash. You get into a house. Let's just say they get you into it at three percent interest, but it only lasts five. It only lasts you know five years. At that point, it could shoot up to as high as eleven or twelve. It just what it just whatever you know. You have that you have that five year time to like let's say get your credit right and sell refinance yeah, or sell it. Sell. People yeah. that's what people were trying to do back then. They're trying to buy them at this low arm. And then try to flip it, you know, but then the bottom fell out and they were stuck with these houses that all of a sudden their interest rate was going to go from 3% to like 12%, you know what I'm saying? So anyways, that's what I remember an arm was. It might be a little different now and it might actually be a good thing if you're, if you're actually, um, if you can get it at a cheap rate, you know, you get a, get a low, a low thing and you have time to fix your credit up, whereas you can refinance again in five years and get a, and, you know, into a lower rate. Yeah. You might, you'll have to pay a fee, you know, you know, to, to refinance and all that shit. But not it, out of your pocket. Not, yeah. Well, yeah, you can yeah. pay it through the, into the, you know, wrap it and throw it into the mortgage, whatever. Yeah. Um, but he just, he just, it's, it's, and I've heard, and I've heard several podcasts. It's, it, it's a word that's a scary word now because oh arm loan you know five year arm three year arm that's that's what happened last time so that's that's a bad thing but these guys say no it's actually a good tool to use if you if you know that you can get you know, refinanced by that time into a, into a whatever a thirty year you know even four percent loan you know you'll yeah. be all right you'll be okay now if you if you don't have your credit straight by the time it's time to refinance it could shoot up to like eleven twelve percent and then that would suck you know. So if you have, let's say you have good credit, would an arm loan really work? Are you in a win-win situation? If you already have a good credit and you get an arm? That's a good question. If you have good credit, then why don't you just sign a 30-year for 4% anyways? Why risk Why risk the interest rates going up in five years to, let's say, they go up to 6 or 7%? Why risk that? You know what I'm saying? That's true. You're locking in one. Yeah. I don't know. That's just... I wouldn't take the risk. I'd, I'll lock in a thirty at four, four or five percent right now. You know, in a heartbeat, I'm cool with yeah. that. I can always, if the, and that's the thing. That's other people. You know, people with houses with us. We got renters, whatever. We um, we'll be sitting. If a recession did happen, 
it might actually benefit us because then they'll drop the rates all the way back down again and we can refinance our shit or we can tell the government, hey, man, I need help. All these government, especially hopefully there's a Democrat in office and they throw us all these (laughs) government assistance stuff and we get some Obama monies thrown at us and we get to stay in our houses and actually be sitting prettier with lower lower payments. You know, I mean, there's there's ways to work it. There's ways to work it. That was my thing. If If a recession hits, would you rather have cash or a mortgage? Oh shit! That's a good question. Uh, both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you have to look at, inf- but you have to look at inflation too. I always have to counter inflation. See, that's what I was about because I asked you earlier about Argentina. I'm like, how far does a dollar go? I know it gives you forty one dollars, but how far does that go? And you were like, oh man, I don't know the rents and you know how yeah, much. Yeah, I didn't study all that stuff. Yeah, because... see that that's that's where you because. That's why I wanted to get a VA over in Ghana, because I know how far a dollar goes. Like, okay, my friend tipped a guy. He gave a guy 20 bucks in Ghana. Like, he was at his, this guy's, his restaurant. He gave him 20 bucks. And uh, he had on his robe and everything was working. As soon as he gave him the 20, he took off his robe, told everybody he was done for the day. Shut down shop. (laughs) Closed the shop for a whole week. Because that's how far the dollar goes. And And technically, it was only like 60 Ghana CDs that he gave him. Because it's only a four dollar. It's only like a dollar over here was at that point was a four dollars in Ghana cities. So, you know, it's it's you know it, that's all I was saying. You got to know how far the dollar stretches over there, which that's what I was I wanted to know like how far does it stretch? That's why we got to get your boy Federico on, man. Oh yeah, yeah. And and I asked him about it a little bit about investing over there, and he mm-hmm. he suggests against it. Just because he's over there and he said the, the situation is going to get worse. You know, the financial crisis is going to get worse. To me, looking at it on the other side, I'm like, that's when you want to invest. When they're like all the way down to the dumps. That's when we want to go buy shit, right? Yeah, yeah, me too. That's well, how I'm looking at it. You don't, so. and yeah, the Warren Buffett thing. There's blood <laughs> in the streets and there's literally blood in the streets over there. So that's, um. but I told you another thing too that they have like, um, they've been known for their strong squatter laws. So someone can start living in your place, it's hard to get them out. You know? Oh, man, like 50 said, get the strap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, dang, dang. For real, they got strong squatter laws Squatter laws, yeah. If they're there for a certain amount of time, that shit's theirs now. I'm like, Ooh. damn. I know they're trying to change that, but it's like embedded in the culture and shit. So we got to talk to Federico about that, man. I mean, I think... yeah, it's crazy. But even if you have somebody manage it for you, you know what I'm saying? Um, Cause you, we would have to have somebody manage it, but yeah, yeah, and I got Federico over there. I mean, yep. I don't know. That's why I thought we had an in. You know, he has a yep. nice spot, and um, if we can get another spot similar to his, especially at a discount, a deep yep. discount, that's so we we got to talk to him. We'll get him on the show. Another reason I was thinking, like, how far that dollar stretches. I'm like, dang, if you could pay, if you could get paid in U.S. dollars, be paying your cleaner five dollar per clean, five dollars per clean over turnover. Man, you're making some money, and then you charge the gas 50, 60 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Can't be The ones that are really getting hurt by this crazy inflation is, you know, the workers there that are still making the exact same money. Yeah. You know, they're used to getting paid 100 bucks a week, let's just say, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or let's, say, let's just say they get you paid 1,000 uh, Argentine pesos a week. Okay. Okay, everything costs, you know... Everything cost about whatever it, it, the trans the 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 rate to uh, the to a dollar was like one twenty to one back in the back then, mm-hmm. and in just a few years it's it's already du- it's already doubled it's already inflated twice you know mm-hmm. to what the dollar is so 
In other words, if they had like 10,000 bucks in their bank account, it just went down to 5,000 bucks because of the inflation and the prices of everything went up at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So it sucks to be them. But if you're an American living there making American dollars from here, yeah, you'd be you'd be sitting all right. You'd be doing all right. Yeah, man. I, I, I think I'm, I'm, I want to look into it. Just because, I mean, even if you say it's going down, but, I mean, your dollar stretches farther from what it sounds like. I just don't know the conversion rate. You know, I'm, I want to get somebody on that knows that conversion rate so we know, hey, you know, what we can do over there. Right, right, yeah. right. So. What's up, Norman? What up, Normie Norm? But, yeah, I mean, I'm... You know I me, mean? I'm down to go down there and see what's going on. Because yeah, I mean, let's I'm, go. Let's take a trip. Especially, yeah, I'm down to take a trip. I was like, especially if you have to look at it like this: if the American tourism market's down there, if they should they're touring, still touring your city, that's where you can make the money. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a worldwide tourism place right there. Everybody, you know, a lot of people go to Buenos Aires. It's, it's a beautiful place. Where do they have? Have they had FIFA over there in Argentina? I know they have it in Brazil, but have they had it in Argentina? Like the World Cup? Yeah, the World Cup. Oh man, they might have a long time ago. I know that Brazil they had it recently in their you know, their border the mm-hmm. border of Argentina. So, um I don't know. I don't shoot, I don't know. When the last time they had it there? Probably in the fifties or sixties back then. Really? Yeah. Dang. Cause I know man, see if you can get somewhere where soccer because soccer's a wor- soccer is a world sport. World sport. Like it's the biggest sport in the world. Yeah. yeah, it is. Like you, man, soccer. You can't get no wrong. They're well. they're they're crazy mad about their soccer over there too. Yeah, yeah. Kill a mofo for their team, man. It's crazy. That's where Messi from, right? <laughs> Messi's from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got yeah. to show the love with young Messi out there. <laughs> you know, he does. He stays in Barcelona, though. You know, he does. Yeah, that's where he plays Barcelona, oh, and um, okay. pretty much lives there. Has his family there, so you know, he comes back to Buenos. To Argentina too, I'm sure, but yeah, man. I mean, it, investing internationally, you got to look at it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, shit. Why not? Or else, could you, <laughs> yeah. See, and I'm, I'm, that's that's something I got. I'm, I'm going to research that in the next couple of weeks. I would do. I would invest in Mexico just because my wife's from there, mm-hmm. you know, and her family's there, so we have a lot. Of, we have a base there, you know. What I'm saying, how does how far does your dollar stretch over there? It's it's it hovers it's like nineteen nineteen to one right now. So okay. it, I mean, and everything. When I would go to Mexico, everything's pretty freaking cheap, man. It stretches a far away. Right. I mean, you could probably if you made thirty G's a year there, you'd probably live pretty good, pretty comfortable. No, if, if you made thirty G's a American, year. yeah, if you made thirty G's American and lived there, that's why the people. That's why a lot of expats go live there. Mm-hmm. You know, they get them a nice house, and nice you know, nice place, nice setup. And um, they got their health health care is cheap over there, and they can get the good doctors and stuff like that. That pay, and they don't have to pay with fucking prices like here, man. It's out of control. So a lot of um, a lot of expats, you know, they go try, they go uh, retire over there, live a good life. Dang, yeah. thirty, man. Make some money down there, man. <laughs> so I'm down for that. I'm down for. I'm all but giving up on on trying to get like a. Buy a place like in, in somewhere like Padre or somewhere like, you know, somewhere on a, any coast where you have to buy, you know, when you buy a condo, then you have to you have this HOA fee for the rest of your life that just mm-hmm. goes up every fucking year. Man. I don't see it. Man, it, may, <clears throat> it would be hard to profit on something like that. But if I bought a place in Mexico, you know, cash money, nice place, on, you know, right on the beach, something like that, 
there's no they don't have like the taxes like we got here every year they just go up every you know until forever and <clears throat> you can rent that place you know make some money make some how much uh, let's say i need i have a three bed two bath house in mexico right how much could i would i have to pay a cleaner to clean that shit five bucks for real yeah it's cheap They'd be happy with that. Oh, man, we got to go to Mexico, <laughs> man. For real, $5? $5, man. And you know what else I've been thinking about clean, like cleaning in America to save money? Like on your cleaning fee? Yeah. Pay people by the hour. Hmm. You could find a cleaner that, that will clean your place spotless for 12. It's easier to find somebody that will clean your place spotless for 12 an hour than it is to give them a flat rate of 75 because they're guaranteed to get paid anyway. But if it's hourly, they'll put their foot into it. Mm. Unless they sit on the couch for the first couple hours, then they get up and they start cleaning. True, but I'm saying somebody you trust. I've, I've noticed that it'll save you money, man. If you pay, if you do it by the hour. How about you make them wear a GoPro hat while, they <laughs> while they're cleaning the GoPro? <laughs> yeah, to verify it. We're watching you. But because I mean, if even if it takes you what three hours to clean something for twelve bucks, that's thirty six dollars. Man, that's, and then you. You're charging $80 cleaning fee? That's when you get your own cleaning company, right? Yeah, that, that's one thing I'm thinking about doing, too, starting a cleaning company. That's one. Thing then I'm you can pay about. them hourly whatever you want. Well, you know, at least the minimum wage. Oh, yeah, you're right. If you manage Airbnbs, having a cleaning company would be a plus because then you can control the cleaning fee and you pay, control your cleaning crew. Pay them $12 an hour or 10 That's good money. Yeah, people, people will do that for twelve. It's more than Amazon, and you don't have to be a slave at Amazon. Shit. Man, who are you telling? <laughs> Straight slave labor at Amazon, dude. It's crazy. I've heard the stories. But so, good show. What do you think? Yeah, man, good show. It's always fun getting getting Micah back in the studio. Yeah, and yeah. So, you know, always gotta come to the studio, drop some knowledge. Yeah, if I do. In which this, that's what we're leaning towards, Airbnb and out this house. So yeah. we'll still have it here. I still hope, you know, whenever they probably, Wednesdays might not be booked. Maybe they will. I'll use the, the your new pricing, whatever. Well, and, what? uh, uh, what's the pricing app you use? Oh, Price Labs. Oh, Price Labs. Hell yeah, yeah, man. Keep it booked. Keep it red, solid across the way. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. So, and we can still do our podcast here, or you can do it at the new studio at the house, you know, at the new yeah, house. Yeah. Matter of fact, I might turn one of my rooms into a. I, I got enough room now. I might turn one of them into a podcast, a little studio. We'll see. We'll see. We got options. <laughs> we got options. Stevie Stack's about to get another spot, so you know. Yeah. We might be podcasting out there by the pool, man. You know, sunshine got the shades <laughs> on. You know, the lokes on. We might do it. God is good. Yeah. But yeah, man, check us out, live, let, thrive at gmail.com. You can hit us up at, follow us on Instagram, live, let, thrive. You can follow me on Instagram, share bed and breakfast. Matter of fact, somebody just hit me up. Just made some money. San Diego Performance. Oh, somebody from Turo hit me up. Forever in San Diego and need a cool car, hit me up. Okay, cool. Hell yeah. We'll do that. <laughs> yeah, follow us up on, follow us on share bed and breakfast, live, let, thrive. Um, oh yeah, we can join our fan page too. Got to get that popped off. Hell yeah! We got to start advertising. We got we to start boosting posts. Boost, boom. In fact, yeah, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> so find us out there. You already found yeah. us. You're listening to us right now, and spread the word. You know, we we're growing. We like this. We like doing this. It's fun, yeah. and we love all the feedback. So keep it coming. And we yeah. Yeah. Yo, episode eighty six. Go get that money, y'all. Go 
Go get that paper. And R.I.P. Nipsey. Yeah, rip nip. R.I.P. Nipsey. Peace. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.